when you choose to respond to reality with states like enthusiasm and gratitude and awe and inspiration, you are activating the neurotransmitters dopamine and serotonin, which are the on switches for all intelligence centers of the brain. They have us not only feel good, they have us be good. They have us be great. This is episode number 41 with Chris Doris. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Podcasters Paradise. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you answer this question with hell yeah, Now, this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. Since I started podcasting, I knew I needed to invest in myself, learn more about podcasting, and surround myself with the best minds in the podcasting industry. This is how I became part of the number one online community for podcasters called Podcasters Paradise, created by John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the most successful top-ranked and award-winning podcasts. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I highly recommend checking out Podcasters Paradise at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. You can also find the links on our show notes page at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions after checking out the Podcasters Paradise page or you want to know more about my incredibly positive experiences with Podcasters Paradise, shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com or DM me on Instagram at tibor.mindsethorizon. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. And so without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Chris Doris. And in today's episode, Chris and I talk about mental toughness and how you can create your own reality and high vibe mental state by consciously choosing how you interpret the physical reality around you. Besides his personal story, Chris shares incredible insights on how to stop complaining and raise your self-awareness around your ability to choose your response to any given situation. Chris also walks us through an amazing exercise where we get to experience the whole human emotional spectrum in seconds and with which he showcases the power of our thoughts and its influence on how we perceive our reality. And now a couple of words about today's guest. Since 1994, 
Chris Doris has served as an advisor, consultant, and mental toughness trainer and personal transformation coach to athletes, executives, entrepreneurs, and individuals worldwide. He conducts workshops and seminars on mental conditioning, leadership, and peak performance. What began as a commitment to help people feel more excited about their lives has evolved as Chris is now called upon by elite athletes, CEOs, entertainers, coaches and parents, professors, physicians, sales teams, researchers and entrepreneurs. Chris is an international speaker who has addressed distinguished audiences that include numerous Fortune 100 companies. He coaches athletes from the Professional Golf Association, the National Football League, the National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, Olympic athletes, and hundreds of amateurs. He is the author of Creating Your Dream, Confidently Stepping Into Your Own Brilliance, and several audio programs including the Creating Your Dream audio course and All In, The Power of Full Commitment. And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. So hi, Chris, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Tibor, thank you so very much. I, I truly appreciate the invitation. I, I love being invited to do a podcast. It's a, it's, I consider it a gift, so, so thank you for it. Yeah, you are very welcome. And I thank you because, you know, I am grateful that I have created this space. You know, I created this podcast for this reason, as a, as a learning platform for the listeners, for myself, to invite such amazing guests like you. So I'm, I'm really excited to dive into topics. This is the topic that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to hear more about your story. So I wanted to start with your story. Like you have over 20 years of experience uh, being in this space. Like, could you just talk to us a little bit more about how you got where you are today, basically? Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's closer to 30 plus years now, which is wow. just saying that out loud kind of blows my mind in a, in a great way and in, in a wonderful way. Yeah. Because when I think back, I have so much gratitude for how my vocation has evolved. And I, I totally refer to my professional experience as a vocation. I've I do not have a job. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a job in an extremely long time. And, um, and, and I'll say this, like to, to give like the, the 30,000 foot perspective response to like, how did I get here? And we'll just say that here is a place that is my dream. It's my dream, right? Like I have managed to create my life on my terms and that is my definition of success. So I consider myself, and I'm not saying this boastfully whatsoever. I'm saying this very, as a matter of factly, like today is Friday. Yeah. Uh, I crushed it as far as success goes. I am crushing it. And all that means <laughs> is that I have my life on my terms. I've worked my butt off to have my life on my terms. And so, so if you, if you were to ask me, like, what's the decision? Well, you did really just ask me, so how'd you get there? And I could translate that question into, you know, what, what would you say? What kind of decisions are you most proud of that, that resulted in you having your life on your terms? And I'll, I'll narrow it down to one. And, and this is, I might be more proud of this than anything in my life. Wow. And I don't have kids. I, I wouldn't be saying, I would say this is the second most proud thing if I did, uh, but I don't. So this is number one. And it's that I trusted, I, I was courageous enough to trust the organizing intelligence inherent within my passion. 
right? So when I came out of college, I, I knew I wanted to serve humans. That's it. That's, all I had. That's the clarity that I had. That's pretty ambiguous, but, but I was firm on that. Wow. And I started as a clinical social worker. My salary, my annual salary coming out of college was $17,500 US dollars a year. Well, I don't know if that, that's, that's, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom that right now. Wow. You know, and it's, it was such hard work. Uh, but I stayed with it. I never built. And it led to the next move. And it led, and, and some of the, the events that occurred along the process were very serendipitous events, like, like literally snapping my leg mm. in a basketball game one night that, that led to me then picking up the game of golf which led to me becoming fascinated with the mental game of golf, which led to me moving to Arizona, which led to me getting my master's degree here, which led to me doing an internship with the men's golf team at Arizona State, which won the national championship, which led to them all becoming my clients who are professional golfers on tour, who I'm watching on TV today, which led to then you know some golfer clients being in my workshops who, were, who ran sales teams for huge um multi-billion dollar companies, which led to me being hired by them, which led to me doing keynotes, which led to me writing books, you know, and none of that, like I look back, none of that could have been predicted. The thread that connects it all is the courage to stay with your passion and always sharpen your saw. Oh my God. That's, that's an incredible story. And I, I love it. So I haven't heard that before. And uh, so you mentioned serve humans, right? That was that was the can we call it vision then? Totally, yeah. I had it's kind of fun because the story is like I, you know, as a kid growing up, my dad died really young. I was only nine years old. He was in his forties, and then we and then we we kind of struggled. Uh, you can delete the word kind of. We struggled, and um, and it was a it was a it was a, you know it was an unpleasant household because there was a lot of fear. I mean, we, we were running out of money. My mom, you know, she she was. Uh, my dad was the breadwinner. And then when he died, it was like we had to reinvent, you know, and my mom worked her butt off, bless her soul. She worked three jobs, but it was unpleasant. So our house was full of a lot of fear and scarcity thinking. And, but my, but I had wow. neighbors <laughs> and my bedroom faced their house. And these neighbors were like the happiest people I've ever met. And they were always celebrating. They've long since long since passed, but their names, I'll give them some homage here. Dan and Mame. Her name was Mame, M-A-M-E, Kane, like Candy Kane. In fact, they named their daughter Candy. Her daughter's name was Candy Kane. <laughs> so great. That was cool. She's a total sweetheart. Their whole family is just full of love and humor and celebration. And I would like, so they'd always be, you know, partying on their front porch for happy hour, inviting guests over, you know, I'd meet them all walking back from the beach. Cause we were all like five houses from the beach and I was a beach bum and, and they'd like invite me over and just, and just give me some more d'oeuvres and whatever. I think I had my first beer of my life with them when I was like 16, which is totally taboo and amazing. And then they would like go in for dinner and then they would go to their back. This is really a great story. This is, there's learning in this for everybody. Then they would retire to the back patio where, where they would just, uh, just sip cocktails and tell stories and laugh their asses off. Now I couldn't hear what they're talking about, but I certainly could hear their laughter. And you know how contagious laughter is, right? You know, like they do research where like on a platform for us, for like a train station and there'll be like um, a plant, like somebody will go there as an actor 
and they'll just start laughing, looking at their phone and laughing really loud, hysterically alone and not stop. And eventually the whole platform is laughing, which is really phenomenal. That's an amazing thing about humans. It's the mirror neurons. But anyway, I would catch myself laughing in my bedroom as I'm leaving, like, reading a mystery novel, like a kid's Hardy Boys book or something. And and I just, I got to thinking, that's a better choice on how to live. Mm-hmm. And from that experience of my neighbors, the Canes, is where it occurred to me, this is, this is going to be how I'm going to use my life. If that's an option, we should all choose it which is the, the, the ability to choose joy, enthusiasm, celebration, these high-grade states. And I have stuck to that from my childhood. Never wavered. Wow. That's so incredible. So you mentioned a couple of things. So choosing, for example, high-grade thinking. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to, first of all, appreciate you for sharing this. And, and um, I wanted to dive into mental training because I... I know that uh, this is something that is really important, mental toughness. Like for the listeners who don't know about mental training, could you tell us a couple of words about this? Yeah, it's so simple. I, and I, wanna, I don't want to complicate this at all. In fact, I hate that. If anything, I like super duper simplifying the complex so that it's like uber accessible and, and relevant and, and profoundly useful. So, uh, it's simply training the brain so that you have conditioned it to work for you. Like a brain is this amazing, a miraculous, miraculously sophisticated tool that uh, with training can have our lives be so much damn easier, right? With training can have it be easier for us to be amazing, can significantly uh, or like maximize the probability of us being who we want, uh, having what we want, living how we want, Right. So it's it's yeah. just like working yeah. out, you know. It, it's just it's simply the psychological, and it's got its distinctions, but it's but really fundamentally, it's the same damn thing as exercising physically. Like we know that there's tremendous value in exercise. Everyone gets that. Everyone gets yeah. that. Yeah. But for some fascinating reason that eludes me, we haven't all grown hip to the fact that there is equal and possibly greater value in training the mind through disciplines, practices, exercises. Just like, you know, when you you work out, you go do exercises and you repeat. Well, it's the same thing with the mind. People don't have access to it. So this might sound foreign to, to your listeners because you know what? This chances are Tibor that like it's, it's, it's a strong possibility that if I asked every single person that's listening to this, right, say, who of you had at least one class, a specific class at any level of your academic history on how specifically to strengthen the quality of your thinking or to master your emotions, raise your hands. And I would venture to say that no one, zero, zero people would raise their hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 uh, not even those who had some kind of uh, psychological studies like you. Zero classes, to be more specific, what I'm talking what I'm saying, zero classes on like where a professor or even a teacher, like a teacher in like third grade in elementary, at the earliest levels of, would say, okay, class, today what we're going to do is learn how to become emotional masters. And that's really cool. 
Because what that means is you're going to learn to completely control your your mental states, your moods, which is going to have you be amazing at life. Are you ready? <laughs> right? Hands up. You know, but we didn't have that. You know, uh, we just didn't have it. No. And no. I don't know why. I don't care. Like, I, I don't care why we didn't. I care that we do. It's one of my projects is I write on that. I just had a blog go out this very week, and it, it stimulated a lot of dialogue. A lot of uh, teachers actually responded to it, and everyone is in unison, like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" I don't, we don't know why it's not there, but it's starting to. Like, I'm doing it. Like, a client of mine is was a, a principal at a charter school, and we did the training, and now she's going back, and she doesn't want to do she doesn't want to do like leadership anymore uh, with staff. She wants to be with the students in the classroom again. It's her passion, so she's back to teaching. And, um, and she's integrating all the mental toughness training and she has endless, beautiful stories like a man and she's teaching like, um, high risk population students. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like lower socioeconomic status. Kids are like more likely to, to get in trouble. And she's telling me like every week I get a story from her. It's just so beautiful uh, of like, you know, these kids that, that are taking the lessons she's teaching them through the coaching that she did, mm-hmm. which, and she was like an ideal client. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she over delivered on all of her commitments and her agreements and she did the work and she crushed the training program and she's now do, now taking it and transferring it on. And she tells these amazing stories of kids, how they're, you know, they can, so they'll start to like a kid just this week, she sent me one where she said, you know, one kid caught himself starting to freak out. Like he's getting really pissed off. Yeah. Who knows what, like another student or who knows, whatever. And he, and he actually, because of the training uh, that she's doing with them, went up to her and said, I need to time myself out. Can I take a, a an emotional mastery walk? He said that. That's amazing. And she goes, oh my God, I love you. That is so, pr- yes. And, she, and he comes back and he goes, I'm better now. That, that's it. That's the deal. Like, and then he's going to practice that for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he's going to get better and better at it to the point where he might not freak out even in the first place because of the training. Wow. And that, and that, that alone is going to change that kid's life trajectory is being dramatically, beautifully manipulated right now Yeah. yeah. Because, of, because of this simple, simple training being told that, Hey man, you know, it is actually possible for you to totally manipulate your states. It's not real complicated, but you just got first, you got to catch it. You got to catch yourself when you're feeling uncool yeah, and then and then you can manipulate it, and we're going to teach you how. It's not complicated. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really important, especially for for kids, you know. And um, but but for us as well. But we have been conditioned, and we are going to talk about that. But I wanted to first ask you, like, for the listeners to clarify it a little bit, like, why is this really important, right? Why is this really important to to be able to manage our states? And you talk about interpretations, high grade, low grade. So why is this really important? Yeah, because what I'm so uh, I use a term called. All right, let me back it up one more. Let me actually back up two steps. First of all, yeah. I just want to give a shout out to the woman I was just describing. The teacher Carrie Wright is her name, and I'm going to say, share this podcast with her because she yeah. she deserves to be. She totally deserves to be acknowledged. Her name is Doctor Carrie Wright. So props to you, Carrie. Um, so there, as long as we're awake, we are interpreting reality in one of three ways. Okay, high grade, neutral, or low grade. So like today is a as a Friday. It's Friday day of the week as we're doing this recording. Okay, a low grade interpretation could be, um, well, like like if you're a bartender who who has off Thursdays and Fridays, like oh it's the end of my week and I have to go back to work now, and like complaining. Uh, a neutral uh, interpretation would be it 
it, fr- the day of the week today is Friday. Just like this, this pen that I'm holding is blue. Yeah. It's just data. We don't care. There's no emotional charge either way. And then the high grade is, yeah, man, I love Fridays. Fridays, people's attitudes are typically better, even if it's for reasons I don't agree with. But it's cool because more people are in a happy mood. It's easier to celebrate. That's yeah. a high grade. Yeah. Right? So those are the three options. And we're always doing that, whether we know it or not. We're always interpreting reality in one of those three ways. So now, to answer your question, when I'm below – so the neutral interpretation, I call it an observation. And I call that the O line. Like if we draw a vertical line and the, like a hash mark in the middle of it, and we put an O next to that, that's the observation line, mm-hmm. which is a neutral interpretation. I'm just observing that it's Friday. I'm observing that it's cloudy out, right? Like I would like with training, I could come out of the mall and 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 observe that my car was stolen. I could and, and my reaction with training could be, oh, that's so fascinating. My car has been stolen. <laughs> I, I, that's so so totally interesting. Not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, so that sounds like Rain Man. Like that sounds like autistic, but it's actually and it's actually brilliant. Yeah, because and I'll tell you why. Because when when you when you respond with the learned response, which is oh my god, oh my god, no, oh god, no, and you go down, down, down into the belief that this is a massive problem then I am releasing uh, chemicals in my brain. When I, whenever I struggle against reality, whenever I view reality problematically, I'm releasing the neurotransmitters like cortisol um, that are good for survival. Like if I'm being attacked by a saber-toothed tiger, for example, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or being attacked by another human, there, there is value to that but in extremely unusual and extremely unpleasant circumstances. Uh, with like life-threatening ones, so that there is use for those chemicals. I don't believe they would exist otherwise. Um, but we activate them in times when they're unnecessary. So they actually have us be stupid. They deactivate all forms of intelligence. You can know it because, like, when you get nervous, it's hard to even like do to, to control your simple motor skills. Like, like if somebody's chasing you, trying to put a key in, in, in your car, you just go, 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 go. Oh my god, I can't even do it. You know, you you lose control of simple. Yeah. Yeah. Faculties, right? Yeah. yeah. So you are literally paralyzing yourself. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, when you go up above, I'm going to use, I'm going to use intentionally unusual language here. And I wish it wasn't unusual, but it, but it is because we haven't been taught this. Okay. On the other hand, when you choose, that's the operative word here. Okay. When you choose to respond to reality, with states like enthusiasm and gratitude and awe and inspiration, you are activating uh, the neurotransmitters dopamine and serotonin and maybe even oxytocin, which are the on switches for all intelligence centers of the brain. They have us not only feel good, they have us be good. They have us be great. Wow. So, there, so it's just smart. Like, isn't it beautiful yeah. that we as humans evolved in such a way that the better we feel, the better we are, but only at everything. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. So uh, it's, it's quite uh, a great formula. So I haven't heard it before. 
But I actually had a conversation with a positive psychologist and he, on the show, he talked about creation and evaluation. So we always evaluate, aka we always interpret what's happening in the external world. And then the creation part is that based on that interpretation, we create something in our mind, maybe a worst case scenario, maybe a best case or whatever it is. But that's mainly coming from that evaluation or uh, state. I, I think the evaluation part can create the state. Like, uh, how do I evaluate or how do I want yeah. to interpret this? Because yeah. we have the ability. We always have, we never don't have the ability to choose our interpretations. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Right? yeah. But we haven't been taught that. So we let just like the way, like, you know, getting a speeding ticket. Oh, that sucks. Well, does it really? Could you prove that for me? Go ahead. Prove that. Prove that that sucks. You can't prove that. It's just an interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way you're, and you can back it up with your stories that you've practiced for like 20 years of your driving to, to prove to me, but it's not, you, you think you're proving it. You're not proving that damn thing. You're simply proving me to me that you're attached to that story on it, that that's the interpretation you've rehearsed for so long that you can't even fathom an alternative to it. I listened to a, a remarkable podcast last week. And it was so funny, Tibor, because you and I have talked about like podcasting and growing our podcast and learning stuff about it. And, yeah. and so I'm out there exploring and listening to different ones. And, and half the time, I'm just looking at this, like the methodology that the, the podcast host is using to learn. What's their platform? Are they doing intros? Are they doing outros? Are they doing commercials? Do they have sound effects? Yeah. Just like observing and learning the system, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I was turned on. I, I can't remember who to uh, this guy named Lewis Howes, H-O-W-E-S. Yeah, and he's got yeah. like eight. You know who he is? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I listened to his show, yeah. By any chance, have you listened to one of the more recent episodes with a guy named John Dorenboss, the fo former football player who is also on America's Got Talent because he's a magician? No, no, no. Actually. Dude, okay. You look it up, man. Watch it, and everyone listening, watch that or listen rather. Well, actually, it's, he's got video also, so you can watch it. But um, first it, listen it is to tough talks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just I'm going to get quick. John on the show. I'm getting this guy. The guy I'm about to tell you about, I guarantee you, he's going to be a guest. I've already talked to. I've communicated with his wow. uh, his um, agent. I keep I I'm blowing him up on Instagram too. I, he's going to be a guest on Tough Talks. That's a fact. That's amazing because because he's amazing. And, he, he, and I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just I'm just going to emphatically insist that you guys look that up. Uh, I'll give you a little a little bit of why, but I, without ruining the magnificence of the stories that he tells, this guy, for whatever reason, has the amazing ability to exercise constantly the ability that we all have that we don't exercise almost ever to to intentionally craft a story around every event in such a way that it only inspires him. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we definitely He's had some unbelievable tragedies in his life and some miracles. Wow. I just ordered his book. It just arrived. I can't wait to read it. So he is an example of a human. I don't know if he's had training. I don't know if he's had like a, any, I don't know. Or maybe he's just one of those fascinating humans who, you know, like an outlier on the normal curve who has chosen kind of like my neighbors growing up, they just choose to put, and, and it's interesting. I want to say this is not put a good spin. Mm. Okay. It's mm. not that it's not, you're not putting a spin on anything. 
that's like looking at life through rose colored glasses or like putting a silver lining on it. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about choosing legitimately to interpret circumstances or reality in a way that you genuinely believe, even though you're making it up and it inspires you because we're making it all up anyway. Yeah. Like if I say my car's stolen and that's God, doesn't that suck? And then people are going to go, Oh my God, I'm so, Oh God, that sucks. I'm so sorry for you. They're totally reinforcing that it sucks. It doesn't suck. It just is. My car was stolen, period. Data. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. And uh, let's, let's have a deep dive, dive, deep dive into uh, choosing, right? Because we need to come to this place of choosing because I suppose that not everybody is able to, I mean, everybody is able to, but you know, something might be missing. Practice. Yeah. Every, I, I love it. The way you just said that is so beautiful. Yeah, we are. Every single one of us. I mean, but like, unless we have like a damaged brain, right? Like if we have a, like a, a trauma to the head or like a, a neurological, significant neurological disorder, of course, like if we don't have total control of our brain, but barring that, then absolutely every, we all have the ability to choose our interpretations. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I'm of the belief that when we come into the world, our default response to reality is like awe, like wow. You know, you look at baby's eyes and they're wide open, like oh my god, everything's amazing because it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you absolutely. know, and then, and then we lose that over time. And I, I I say that that's due to the conditioning of the past, a conditioning that has us start to see the world problematically as opposed to with fascination mm-hmm. and gratitude and all. Now, the good news in that is that we can go back, right? Is that we can reprogram ourselves. And some of the great teachers in the world, like Alan Watts, articulate that that's really like the, like the big game in life is like, mm-hmm. is right. like to do that, right? Is like yeah. we forget ourselves and then we get to remember ourselves. And it's an amazing miracle of life. Yeah. So, so it's practice. So here's here's a suggestion, a simple, super simple suggestion that that has changed many a life that that I know. Uh, there was a woman in an audience when uh, I was speaking on a stage, and I and I and I gave this challenge, which I'm sharing now. S- start stopping complaining. Mm. Start right. Start right now. S- slowing down the frequency. Like complain less today than you did yesterday. Do it on purpose. Make it, make a serious commitment. That you're going to complain like measurably less today than you did yesterday, and then you're going to do it again tomorrow. And every day you're going to work towards getting towards fewer and fewer complaints. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what you're going to do is, you know, you, when you catch yourself complaining, you can. This is an amazing practice, by the way. Is you, you can you catch yourself complaining, and by the way, all of mental training is predicated upon awareness. So I keep saying catch, catch yourself. So you got to catch. It means you got to pay attention. So I like to say that like the most mentally tough people in the world who also happen to be the most successful and happiest people in the world choose to live in a perpetual state of self-inquiry. In other words, they're always asking themselves, how am I doing right now with my head? How am I, what kind of state am I thinking myself into right now? Is it serving me? Could it use a little love? Could it, could it be upgraded? So yeah. awareness, catch yourself, right? When you're complaining, a complaint by definition is you having a problem with reality in that moment. Right. And then, and then take ownership of it. Yeah. And yeah. say, the thing, it's not the thing. Like Marcus Aurelius said this. It's like not the thing, the external thing or the circumstances have to be upset. It's my own estimate or interpretation of it, which I have the right to revoke at any moment. That's Marcus Aurelius, like the greatest Roman Empire yeah. ever. Yeah. So, yeah. So you take ownership of it. So you take back ownership. Like that thing's not pissing me off. Traffic isn't pissing me off. 
right? Yeah. Traffic is such a popular thing. It's a great practice. It's an awesome practice tool because it's a totally inane, non-threatening, frequent circumstance. Like I wouldn't suggest starting practicing this mental training with like things that you consider tragic in your life. That'd be like learning to dive or learning to swim like in, in, in like five foot seas in the middle of the ocean. That's stupid. Yeah. You got to work up to that. All right. So let's start with the simple, stupid crap that we complain about all day. And by the way, researchers say, certain researchers say that on average, human beings complain once every 11 seconds. So That's look, you're not going to have any you're not going to have any lack of opportunity to practice here. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So, traffic. You're in traffic and you're like, damn it, God! But you just go on the highway. It's all backed up, man. And here you are. You're going down the spiral below the O line. You're going into complaint. You're going into you're deactivating intelligence. You're rehearsing, practicing, and have a tr- genuine problem with what is, yeah. Yeah. right? Which in this case is traffic. Then so you catch yourself, and you just, which would be like. Where you just say to yourself, oh, all right, oh, wow, here, oh, wow, I'm getting really pissed. That's the catch. That's you catching. that, And you're already out of it. by You've already interrupted the mindless experience by just mm. saying that. Yeah. By simply casting awareness on it. By just noticing it itself, you've already interrupted it, which yeah. is amazing progress that deserves, like, reward. Yeah. So feel great about that because most of that just go, gets away. Like, oh, traffic, God. But, and you'll, you won't be happy again until something happens outside of you, outside of your control, that'll shift you out of it. So you're just you're stuck. You're in there. You're just a prisoner of it. Totally yeah. mindless, right? Yeah. Being a complete yeah. victim of circumstance. So don't be that. So catch yourself as fast as you can, and then you own it. And be like, I'm not pissed off because of traffic. I'm pissed because I'm thinking like a rookie right now. And that's a powerful thing to do. And then yeah. upgrade, right? Then you upgrade your interpretation and go, you know what? How about a little gratitude for the fact that I actually have created a life for myself that affords me to have a car, that I even get the luxury of being in traffic, mm. you know, that I'm not, I don't have to use public transportation or walk or like, or, and where am I going? That's amazing. My life's amazing. Thank you for the people that created this car. Thank you for the music that I'm listening to. Thank you to the people who built the roads that I'm driving on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And how about like, <laughs> like look, look around and smile maybe like, cause people are pissed off. How about like bring this is an opportunity for me to bring some joy and, and not can like not go in darkness with them. Yeah, like there's all, every set of circumstances can be can be created from every single circumstance in life. You can create magic from it if you'll only view it from a masterful perspective. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned a couple of really amazing things. For example, of course, choosing awareness, and uh, there was a statement I really liked: "Think yourself into a state, so you can choose to think yourself into a state." And then you become more resourceful as well. So I'm a I'm a huge fan of states because you know when I get to um, uh, do the podcasting or or whatever wherever I have to perform or something like that, before I do I try to get into some kind of a resourceful state, right? So I do some push-ups, I do some you know jumping or something like that in order to get into a different state. Maybe you know I was a less resourceful state before that or something like that. So I really like this, that you can change your state. You can choose to uh, think, as you said, think yourself into a state that is that is really powerful. It actually reminded me of one of the quotes by Dr. Wayne Dyer who said, uh, 
you know, uh, as you think, so shall you be, right? That, uh, yes, that <laughs> was um, actually that's William James. Is it? And Wayne, it is. And Wayne Dyer, who oh, was okay. one, is one of my favorite teachers in history, uh, wow. said, and maybe this is what you're thinking: is that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's the other one. Yeah. He also said a million things. Wayne Dyer had a million amazing quotes. He was great at that. And he's like, I, another mantra of his is I can choose peace rather than this. Yeah. Yeah. And he put that on a post-it note in his car on his dashboard because he had like 11 kids (laughs) and he's like driving them all to school and it's like massive van and they're all going berserk on each other. And he's like, God, Like, you know, one of the most enlightened spiritual teachers on a planet is like pulling his hair out. Actually, he didn't have any hair, but you know what I mean? And so he put that post-it note, I can choose peace rather than this, as a reminder, which is a brilliant move. And I do that. The reminders everywhere in my life, everywhere in my life, to remember to choose, that I have the option of choosing an alternative response in this moment. And the more I practice that, the more capable I am of doing that effortlessly, especially then in moments. Like I came home uh, several years ago. I was on a trip to Malaysia. And and my house, unbeknownst to me, I live alone, and I didn't ask any friends to check on my house. I was gone for a couple weeks, and uh, my house was robbed. And I I didn't know it. I'm in Malaysia. Oh, my God. so um, well, wow. now that's an interesting response, right? So, like, to watch you the way you respond. So, my house was robbed. My front when I got home from the airport, yeah. my front door was open, not unlocked, open. <laughs> open. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm like, I think I might have had wine <laughs> I left, but I don't think I had that much. So, uh, yeah. So, sure enough, I was robbed. But the, here's the, the like the point of the story that I was fascinated by, or that's relevant here is that as my reaction yeah yeah that I, I was like i i was i was surprised that my reaction was so chill <laughs> man <laughs> I, I was like rain man i was like huh that's so weird i wonder what they took and, and, I, and I was like, man, I'm not even like freaked out. I'm not pissed. I mean, I started screaming around to make sure there wasn't any like body in the house that was going to hurt me. But that was just for like, you know, I wasn't like freaked out. I was just like, who's anybody? Are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was there. And I'm like, wow, this is so freaky. It's such that's, a, such a fascinating, fun. unusual occurrence. And at the same time, I'm like, look at me, man. Wow. There's progress. Yeah. Well, wow. of course, I called the police. That's an option, though. I, I mean, I didn't have to. I could, could, I could. I chose to. I like yeah. to hold people accountable. <laughs> but that's, that's my call. That's my call. That's my call. It's just my call. I didn't have to. I could be like, nah, let them have it. I, I, you can do anything you want, right? So we get because of our rehearsals through life, and we just witness our parents and our other like role models in life respond to certain situations. Like I remember my uncle getting a speeding ticket, and he was so pissed off that then I was convinced I was only like nine years old and he was a big role model to me mm-hmm. and he was livid like yelling at the cop like like as if he like his rights were being incredibly violated and he ran a damn red light it's a fact and and he's acting all victim and i'm just imp- just imprinting yeah and i'm imprinting like that's the way to be because this is one of my heroes in life i guess I, that's the way you be and i'm picking up on that without knowing 
that I'm picking up on that. And I start to imitate that, not knowing I'm imitating that. And I get that reinforced from so many different places, like TV, everywhere, all over my life, that when you don't get what you want, that's bad. And you need to react with anger or, or fear, anything other than love and compassion, enthusiasm, or gratitude or expertise. Yeah. And then we rehearse that and it becomes normal and it's toxic and it kills us. Like fear is the number one. I mean, it's heart disease. Yeah. Is the yeah. product of fear and anxiety and anxiety. It's like, you know, there's this term called stress management and that's so, such a dumb term because it's like, I create my own stress. Why do I want to manage it? I want to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Like stop interpreting reality in ways that have me feel anxious. Like start. So back to the, the challenge, which is start, start, the process of eliminating complaining now. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you catch yourself, take a moment, like good catch, good catch. Like a little reward, because that's a big deal. Good catch. Good catch. It's a, it's a big deal because otherwise you're just gone. See you later. Take it easy. And then change. Change your mind. Literally change your mind. But you want to do a, a little um a, like not delete that. You want to do a, a short and profound exercise. Yeah, for sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not for you? So yeah. let's have everybody do this. All right. And yeah. so you're the one I'm talking to. So I'll tell you, um, I'm going to ask you to think of um, a couple of different uh, situations that occurred in your life. One mm-hmm. of them will be uh, something that occurred that you think is tragic. And another is something that happened in your life that you think is hysterical. Uh, and I'm not going to ask you what they are. So so don't even worry about that. I, I, just, I don't need to know. Yeah. Right. But what needs to happen is that you got to, so do you have some, so everyone do this. Uh, think of something that happened in your life that you thought was really tragic. And let me know when you have one. Okay. I have it. You got it. Okay, good. So what I'd like for you to do now is for the next few moments, let yourself fully re-experience that in your mind as, as, as richly and fully and in detail as you can. Go back and really re-experience. Go back into that time, that day, that hour, that event, and and really permit yourself because it's just a memory. Just but let yourself go back in there, and as fully as possible experience it. And as you're doing that, if you're if you're willing and capable to do that, then uh, notice as you're doing it the unique emotional state that arises, the specific state that arises. As you're choosing to fill your mind with that particular choice of thought content. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Now we're going to switch gears. We're going to like, just like changing channels on a TV, but it's actually faster. I I measured this. So uh, now think of something that happened in your life that was totally hysterical. Something just damn funny as hell. You got one? could be a comedy act or a movie or a joke you played or somebody played a prank. It's just something funny. Let me yeah, know when you got, got it. it. You got it? Okay. Go experience that completely again in your mind's eye. In other words, choose to fill your mind with the, the, the that thought content. And as you're doing that, as you are opting to fill your mind with that content, notice the very distinct emotional state that arises as you do that, take a couple seconds to do that. Yeah. Okay. Were you able to do both? Sorry. Were you able to do? Were you 
able to do both of those. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now, now without telling me what the events are, do not tell me that, but do please tell me, what was the emotion that you experienced with the first memory, the, 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 as you were filling, and I'll keep repeating this on purpose, by the way, as you were choosing to fill your mind with thought content of something that you thought was tragic, yeah. what was the emotion that you created from that? Well, it was um, fear, and it was neg- negative emotion, um, kind of like stress, fear, fear, anxiety. Yeah. Good. And uh, then we switched channels. Yeah. We changed channels. And, right. And, and you're now you're laughing because you're still thinking of the thing, right? And you're having exactly. a visceral response. I'm recording this live. I, it's incredibly f- amazing to watch people's bodies and f- postures and faces change yeah. <laughs> like profoundly. Yeah. Because I was smiling as I was. Recording. And they're just sitting in a chair yeah. in a room. Yeah. In a lecture. so what was the state that you created by choosing to fill your mind with that lighthearted thought content yeah so i started smiling and i felt that i am capable of anything but i am kind of like might be trained a little bit but you know i felt that i am unstoppable like i can oh you know just as this feeling of um possibilities or, or potentials yeah, in me. Right. So those are like Paul, what you're describing to me yeah. are, are, are human emotional states that you could put at the opposite ends of the um, human emotional spectrum. Yeah. And you traveled that expanse. And let me ask you this. How long did it take to change? Just, just a second or a thought. Yeah. You know how, Oh, I lo- that's the best. Po- that's the best answer I've ever heard. Is the length uh, as long as it, cha- it took to change the thought? Yeah, yeah. Because that's exactly how long. It, that is exactly how long it took for you to ch- to change to switch out of the fear and anxiety that you were creating for yourself with that unique thought content. Yeah. Uh, into levity. And the the amount of time it took, it you know what it didn't take. It didn't take weeks of psychotherapy. <laughs> yes, yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> didn't, it. Didn't didn't take that. Did not take. That. You know what else it didn't take? Prozac. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Didn't have to eat any pills. Nope. Yeah. So how you didn't need a prescription. You didn't need to get a referral from your family doctor to go to a psychiatrist. You didn't need any of that junk. Yeah. You needed to change your mind, and you did in the moment. What if you were able to do that on purpose all the time? Wow, it's amazing. This is the this is the the most fascinating thing. And you know, I was just wondering because you mentioned fascination and curiosity and just for your information, I used to work as an architect. I used to be an architect, right? So, out of curiosity, <laughs> I would say I landed here where I am today. But I wanted to ask like, you know, I haven't prepared this, but what are you or during this 30 years and also today, what are you uh, mostly fascinated by or passionate about or you know curious about because we talk about the mind and interpretation and everything but what is what is the fascination well one of, one of them that, that is contextually relevant to what we're talking because i mean like really my answer is like everything yeah and i mean that i i mean that 
Uh, so I'll have two answers. One is like the, the big broad one. And it's like Einstein said, there's only two ways to look at life. One is as if nothing is a miracle. The other is as if everything is, and I choose the latter. That's the greatest scientist yes. in history saying everything is miraculous. Yes. Yes. Right. So, so like everything is, and, and, and if I, and I'm going to give you another mantra of mine that, that I uh, came up with a couple summers ago when I was traveling alone with no itinerary and like almost no luggage in the Greek islands with no plan at all. Yeah. Like I didn't know where I was sleeping any night and it was just, all it was, was a series of absolutely beautiful miracles because I brought the highest vibe possible into that. I was just full of joy, spreading it. People were helping me giving me things, including me, perfection. So here's the mantra that comes from it. Yeah. Is that all there is is magic in this life. That's all there ever is. Yeah. Uh, that's the constant in the equation that we call life. The variable is my ability from moment to moment to slow down enough and vibe high enough so that I can co-create with that magic, so that I can participate with it and experience it. Wow. So, so that's number wow. one. Yeah. Right. Uh, and another is, is have you ever heard of Byron Katie? Uh, no, I think from you, actually, when I listen to one of your shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's one of my favorite teachers yeah. in the world. Uh, yeah. I never met her. I haven't met her. I probably will because I have a lot of my colleagues um, know her and I may go attend one of her workshops. And it's really close to me. It's like, oh, hi, California, which is like I can drive there. Yeah. And um, she does these amazing retreats, but she has trained herself in all of this so profoundly uh, over the years. She has literally removed fear from her life. She does not have a fear response anymore to anything. She ha I know a story because she coached with my former coach, Steve Hardison. So I get these like inside scoops, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And like, she doesn't talk about, I don't know why she doesn't tell us. Maybe she does. I'd be surprised if she did. Maybe she just doesn't, doesn't want to sound boastful, but she was doing one of her events. So her name is Byron Katie. That's actually her name. Her first name is Byron and her, her last name is Katie. So that's kind of funny. Uh, so she does these, it's called the work with Byron Katie. So she does these multiple day long workshops on mm -hmm. the stuff that we're talking about, yeah. which is tra training your brain and challenging your beliefs and all that and becoming conscious. And uh, so she was on break. The story is that th they were just like out in the foyer at this whatever hotel that she was doing her event at. And this guy yeah. comes up to her with a gun and sticks the gun in her rib cage and says, bitch, I'm going to kill you because you're screwing with all these people's minds and you're stealing their money. And her immediate automatic response, her auto response is to turn to him and go, oh, sweetheart, I don't blame you because I'll tell you what, sweet honey, if I were believing those thoughts, <laughs> I'd want to kill me too, sweetie. Wow. Everyone in the world is sweetie to her, including the guy that's got a gun in a ribcage threatening to kill her. Wow. Auto response. She's free from the auto response, <laughs> but after years of training. Oh, my like God. Years of like dramatically. Like, remember I said, like the most mentally tough, happiest, successful people. Uh, choose to exist in a perpetual state of self-inquiry, yeah. meaning they're, they're, you're never not doing the work of examining how am I using my mind? Do I agree with my mind's interpretation right now? Can I override it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she's done it so much that she is proof now <laughs> that wow. it's possible 
for a human to transcend the fear response. Wow, is it possible? Because actually, my knowledge is that it's not possible to, how to say, overcome or conquer fear. So I accepted that. Maybe it's a limitation. <laughs> that may, yeah, apparently it is, right? Because that's what we've been taught. I was taught the same thing in graduate school. And that's just not so much of what's taught is just arcane, man. Okay. And she's like living proof. <laughs> wow. What's her secret? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Practice, she, practice, yeah, practice, yeah. practice, 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 practice. That's incredible. That's incredible. This is going to be my, uh, you know, it is and going to be my my favorite topic for the future, as I can see. Uh, I'm really fascinated by, you know, the. So I, I started to focus a little bit more on meditation, and also manifestation because um, it's also connected to the mind. So that's why that's what I wanna dive deeper into in the future and also <clears throat> yeah just how the mind works because um one of my guests said i really like that um just don't believe what your mind is providing uh the thoughts. i love it so like, great. like so just great. just don't believe that it says right basically because you have a lot of thoughts but you don't have to believe those those thoughts that it provides right uh that's, man that's right that's all they are they're just thoughts like i practice transcendental meditation yeah just observe and, and then whatever. There you go. yeah right you don't give a crap that's the it's the most powerful practice that i know of as far as like a mental toughness trainer and i have like my tools in my toolbox the tools that i use that's that's the most valuable tool clearly because because what I'm doing is I'm sitting there for 20 or 30 minutes and what I'm doing is practicing not giving a damn about the content that my brain is creating. I, I'm acknowledging that my brain pumps thoughts, but I am not those thoughts and they don't need to govern me. I can literally practice just not giving a damn. Just let them go. Well, you know, when you're learning, it's a lot easier to practice in a place where there's a lot less stimulus, a lot less uh, distraction. Yeah, yeah. But once you get some practice, you can do that. You do it in a mall. But I mean, I wouldn't start there. Just like I said earlier, don't start with the hardest circumstances. You know, yeah. you don't want to start swimming in the ocean. <laughs> five foot belts, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to trying to clear your mind and practicing dissociating from the content that you're thinking yeah. when there's enormous amounts of distraction. So if you go somewhere and start, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, look it up. It's the most researched form of, of uh, meditation, like in history. And there's mm. unbelievable health benefits to it which which is amazing like it's great for your immune it strengthens your immune system it strengthens your memory they use it for adhd treatment yeah um they've used it for healing um like a lot of respiratory ailments which is fascinating right improved yeah. circulation and digestion it's it's remarkable yeah yeah you know and I don't, I don't do it for any of those i, I mean that, i'm happy to know that that's going on but i do it primarily because i love every time i practice i have an experience if i do it long enough mm. meaning if i do it for at least like 15 20 minutes yeah then i always have the experience while like if you're watching me it's yeah. like around a 15 minute mark you might see me smirk oh, okay because i'm having the awareness mm. that all the drama i have i create wow and i don't have it. and i'm needless i'm needless and i'm worry free and i smile because it's like yeah <laughs> and, and in addition to it's like yeah man this is the truth baby. this is the truth right here man and at the same time i'm laughing because i'm like and i'm gonna totally forget it in 15 minutes 
<laughs> but I'll re- with more practice, what happens is I remember it again sooner. Like I can be driving down the street and having some anxiety provoking thought yeah. like about, oh, I'm going to give a talk. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this or some junk like that. Yeah. And then because of practice, I'm like, I don't even have to change that thought. I just, just don't even care. Just get, go away. Get out yeah. of here. Get out of here. Oh, you're a rookie. Go away. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, I wanted to ask you about the, uh, the about your books, like like a couple of words for the people who have tuned in. The first one that I mentioned was creating your dream. So, uh, what's what's the aim of the book? Who is this book for? And the daily dose, just a couple of information. Sure. Yeah. So, so the creating your dream one is for anybody that. So, the incentive behind writing that it was actually inspired, I think, mostly by Tony Robbins. To be honest with you, it was a big mm. influence on me. Wow, and I love that dude. Yeah, and too. he and I both studied at the same place in India, which he almost like never talks about. He's he's like he's really deep. He's really deep spiritual. Yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't talk a lot about it. Yeah, I'm no, not sure why. Mainly NLP. Uh, what he talks yeah, about is mainly connected to to yeah yeah. But, but anyway, um, that you know that's a the the incentive behind writing that is to inspire people to stop settling. Because mm. I don't believe that anybody needs to settle, but the majority of us are. So it's a workbook. Okay. So so from the very first chapter, or the first chapter is like, all right, how to how to use the how to do this book, not how to read it, how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then the next chapter is like, all right, here we go. You know, we have a genie question, which is like it's like an, uh, so it's all these activities. Like if you had your own personal genie and infinite wishes, what are you asking for? So we're clarifying how do you really wish your life was or what do you want? Yeah. And then taking immediate action and then mental toughness training tips all the way through the remainder of the book are all exercises on how to strengthen your mind. So there's that. The, the second one is – so that's not really for anybody that w- not necessarily wants to dramatically change their life. It's somebody that maybe just moderately wants to change their life or or, or just get tougher, like be more emotionally tough because it's a whole string of uh, emotional mastery techniques, which yeah. is pretty cool. So it's like a training cool. workbook. Yeah. And then the second mm-hmm. one is – called the daily dose and what that is is i have every morning i have i send out i have a list and i encourage people to get on it all right the daily dose and um and i'll tell you in a second where to go for that but so when you're on that list what happens is at 6 a.m wherever you are in the world as long as you signed up when you're home because the computer recognizes your ip address when you sign up so if you do it at home you'll at 6 a.m uh every day of the year you will get a a 30 seconds or less read a little email right on some yeah. badass nugget of mental toughness gold yeah i subscribe okay so you know the deal so so the book is simply cuz there were several people it wasn't my idea uh, it was some of the people on the list said hey man why don't you create a book out of these and i thought that's such a brilliant idea because it's already done <laughs> So, so we just took, so we're deep in the year two now. Yeah. And so there'll be another book, right? So it's just the first 365 um, doses, daily yeah. doses. So the book is 365 pages long. So you can just, you know, if you have the book, you can get the email. Uh, and I strongly encourage you to do that because it's great. And then you can have the book too and just like flip through and just like randomly yeah. just go to a page. So I don't know, I'm just going to pick a page and read it and have that be the thing that I focus on today. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I love the emails actually, and it's you know really short, like thirty seconds, as you said. You get through yeah, it. Like, so. Here's one. I have the book right here. So here's one. 
Yeah. I just I just yeah. flipped open. So this is 224. This is page 224, and that's the 224th daily dose that I ever wrote. And it says, Wow. Mental toughness is completely predicated by self-inquiry. Look at this. This is exactly this is how it works. This is exactly <laughs> what the hell we're talking about all damn day. <laughs> I, I love this because it's so you dude. So many times people send me an email. In the yeah. mornings, like you have no idea how perfectly timed this was for me. It's like it's incredible. It's so beautiful. So yeah. anyway, mental toughness is completely predicated by self inquiry, inward awareness. Pay close attention today to your emotions and your language. Both are clear reflections of your thinking, and we're all interested here in becoming thought warriors. Yes. It's great. It's it's nice and short and powerful, yeah. and gives you something commit to mentally for the day yeah absolutely i love it people will find the links in the show notes so i'm gonna put everything there uh, and before i ask my last question um just tell the listeners where they can get in touch with you online uh, what's the best way yeah so the the clearly the best way is my website all right it's it's robust and and, and the website is my name so it's christopherdoris.com and my last name doris is spelled d-o-r-r-i-s two r's so ChristopherDoris.com. If you want to go straight to get the list, to get on the list, either my Tough Talks uh, podcast uh, yeah. and the Daily Dose, there's one. You go to ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, L-I-S-T-S. You go right there, and then you put your name, email, click, and you're on both. That's amazing. Uh, the links are going to be in the show notes. And I just wanted to ask you about the podcast, a couple of words for the listeners. Like if they tune in, what they can expect, uh, who are the guests, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's great. So thanks for that because it, it, this is yeah. such a fun, such an important project to me. And my mission is to, and you read it uh, in the very beginning, which is to, to, to have as many people in the world know what we're talking about today, which is that there are things you can do to strengthen the way that you use your mind, which is going to have every discipline of your life elevate. Hmm. Okay, so what I do is I get guests, and, and I'm actually going to start doing a podcast. Some of the issue, episodes are just going to be me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ripping on That's some cool. stuff. Um, yeah. and, but I'm also going to, you know, have guests, and and, uh, and I, the guests I've had incredible guests. Like I have, like so they're people from all different walks of life, right? Who have who have something to say about both how their life was affected by lack of mental toughness and then how their life was affected for having mental toughness. And it's mental toughness, however, they define it, not me. Yeah. Because what yeah. I want is like my people know my shtick. Like the people that fought my tribe is familiar with my work. I want them to hear language that's different than mine. Yeah. But support yeah. the same belief, which is you, if you work your brain, you can have your life be more on your terms. But from a, from like an NFL Hall of Famer or an ultra marathoner or a CEO of a company that's pulling off miracles, right? So, you know, people, oh, I mean, there's a para, a woman who had her leg cut off because she was run over. She was working at uh, Chicago O'Hare Airport. She, she was run over by a 747. Run over. Mm. And, and she lost one of her legs. And she has since, by virtue of the way that she's cho chosen to interpret that, represented the United States in four different para-Olympic sports. Wow. I mean, that's mental toughness. That's amazing. That's mental toughness. So yeah. like, these are the kinds of guests 
you know, that we get wow. lots of authors. I love and, it. And, and people like Steve Chandler. Yeah. You mentioned Steve Chan. Steve, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the most prolific authors in the world and one of the best coaches in the world. Who's wow. such an incredibly insightful and, and, and loving and spiritual uh, wise man. Wow. Amazing. I love it. My last question is, it's a tough one. <laughs> so yeah, Chris, so what is the legacy that you want to live? Yeah, well, that's actually not difficult for me at all, man. Uh, I, <laughs> so I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed here because I, I, I started to get a little nervous when you said that. And and I had to do some of my own work because I realized when well, I'm getting nervous, I'm below the O-line. So as you're prefacing that, <laughs> I'm doing the work, baby. I'm doing the work. But then I got work. I already have an answer yeah. for that. That one's easy for me because I I don't have kids. And I'm not going to be having kids in this lifetime, and um, so, so therefore my family will not be my legacy. No. As you know, it is my content, which is why my content I take it so seriously. Like, what am I putting out into the world? Those are my yeah. baby. Yeah. Right. That that's my gift to the world. Right. Is it's all through. It's all it's all um, driven purely by service. So that's why I have the daily dose project. Right? It's why I have the Tough Talks project. It's why I've chosen to do coaching. It's why I do my speaking. It's why I do my writing. You know, that's it. That's the footprint that I'm leaving. That's a bro- I, What a beautiful question. Thank you for asking that. Because yeah. that's a really yeah. important question yeah. for everyone to reflect upon. Like Everybody should have an answer to that. What's the footprint you're leaving? What's the legacy that you're leaving? Yeah. So good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I love it, and I wish you... Good luck with all these projects and aspirations. And uh, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show. Well, likewise, brother. And I really appreciate the invitation. You're a phenomenal interviewer. So thank you. This has been a super remarkably enriching conversation for me to have. So thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends. <laughs>